0: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about just a very cool subject with a wonderful person He's got a very diverse background, and we're going to learn a little bit more about that. But please join me in welcoming Dr. Gino Colera to our program today. Welcome, Dr. G. How are you doing today?
0: Deb, I'm wonderful. That smile of yours makes it a great day on my end, Deb, so I'm, I'm just privileged. I
1: know, just the mutual admiration society going on here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. Wonderful. So Dr. Gino Colera is a seasoned behavioral scientist, published author, speaker, and president of Ultraviolet Living, a concierge health and wellness firm dedicated to providing skilled care for affluent families across the country. A native of Tampa, Florida, Dr. G has spent the past 12 years as an entrepreneur, executive, executive coach, and featured on various media platforms such as NASDAQ News, WFLA, as well as WTSP. He has been a go-to for various C-suite executives seeking to enhance the depth and impact of their interactions with employees as well as clients they serve. And what he didn't put in his bio is he also has a background as an educator, and I think that very much ties into everything that he does. So again, Dr. G, welcome.
0: Thank you so much, Deb. I, I'm so uh, so thrilled about this conversation. I've really been looking forward to it. Um, you're you're such a powerhouse of knowledge and and expertise. And so to be able to have this exchange is going to be an absolutely great time.
1: And you know, we already know that we're going to continue chatting um, afterwards. Oh, so this is is going to be so much fun. But one of the things I always like to know from my guests is how they got to where they are today. And as I mentioned, you've got a pretty varied background. But it all comes down to helping people. But tell us about how you got to where you are today.
0: You know, it's such a it's a great question, Deb. And you know, when I take a look at the halls of, of history, particularly my history and what led up to this point, Uh, it's amazing how things happen in life and Mm -hmm. and they're interconnected in ways that you can never imagine. Right. But there's that constant variable of wanting to help others, wanting to pour into others Mm -hmm. uh, and see them achieve and attain things they never thought was possible. So um, as mentioned, I was born and raised in Tampa, Florida, always had a very, very um, intense passion for wanting to to help others exceed and excel Mm -hmm. um, and various platforms. Right. So if you take a look at some of my earlier things, what I did mm-hmm. in my, my younger years, um, I was actually involved in the anti-kidnapping industry. Um, so I saw
1: that and and yes. um, in emergency preparedness, things like yes, that. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: that's exactly right. So um, I had a wonderful opportunity to actually live abroad and, mm-hmm. and work in that capacity. And mm-hmm. I, I lived in South America, particularly Colombia, for about three mm-hmm. and a half years, doing that kind of work. But you know, the really cool thing about that experience, Deb, is as you mentioned, education is a pillar for me, right? Mm-hmm. I never thought in a million years, I would go into being an entrepreneur or mm-hmm. going into business in general. I always mm-hmm. thought that, you know, coaching, teaching, uh, whether it's on the security executive mm-hmm. tactical side, or actually in an educational environment as an adjunct professor in a university setting, mm-hmm. but still that that element. So mm-hmm. um, the lessons that I learned Deb, from the executives that I protected Mm-hmm. Truly what gave me the education to understand mm-hmm. how this works, right? right? And these are some big players, right? Some big folks that were mm-hmm. coming out looking to expand their operations into the Latin American market. And of course, my job was not to speak business with them. My job was to make sure that the time I hit tarmac, the time I left tarmac, mm-hmm. they got home safely. So, um, I, you know, I took those lessons and came back to the States in my early 20s, mid 20s. Started my Ph.D. program, started my first company mm-hmm. um, and had a wonderful run of five or six years of, of teaching folks across the Southeast United States how to be their own bodyguard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of segued into taking me through my Ph.D. and then leaving me to start my my writing my book. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the first book. I've got the second one already underway. Mm-hmm. And um, having had a family that is deeply entrenched in the medical industry, Mm -hmm. kind of what you and I were talking about earlier, we've got Mm -hmm. nurses, doctors, pharmacists, you name it. Um, And my mom being a cancer survivor Mm -hmm. and having spent a lot of time taking care of her, I always knew that I I felt compelled to do something and kind of shift gears as I was Mm -hmm. kind of waving goodbye to the security industry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something that was a bit more um, in alignment with Mm -hmm. with that passion that I felt for Wanted to be there for folks when they were Mm -hmm. going through their darkest moments. So I have a dear friend of mine who um, she and I were going back and forth and a very successful businesswoman who I admire and respect so very much. And uh, she uh, had had an exit from her first business, was getting ready to start a second business and started really rocking and rolling and making things happen, had a wonderful team of people. And she goes, look, I've been there and done that Mm -hmm. as far as building a business and having a successful exit. I want to be a part of it, but I don't want to run it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, would you be interested? And I Mm -hmm. said, well, let's sit down and have some coffee talk. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of work that out. Right. So, you know, it was a process. It took five, you know, six months of just kind of feeling things out. She had a lot of wonderful questions for me. I had great questions for her and uh, you know, fast forward uh, to where we are present day. Of course, I'm the president of the company and we are growing tremendously. Mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to work with folks from all over the United States, Mm -hmm. really providing this concierge health and and wellness model that, um, you know, you're seeing so, so much growth in this space. And a lot of it has to do obviously with COVID and and people having that demand for wanting Mm -hmm. care home. So, you know in the interim of all that one thing i will say and i left out kind of the timeline of how I got to where i am so my phd is in a discipline called neuroanthropology so it's neuroscience mixed with medical and cultural anthropology Mm. and i focus specifically on what goes on in the brain when it's dealing with very high levels of stress trauma ptsd things of that nature so i actually worked quite a bit with uh united states military special operations Mm-hmm. And had quite a few individuals that uh, I worked with for about six years mm-hmm. and studying in and out and kind of the um, different things that would work mm-hmm. and help and things that wouldn't. Right. But at the end of the day, whether it's combative stress and trauma or it's just trauma in general, trauma is trauma. Right. right. Neuro- as far as your neuroscience mm-hmm. is concerned, it's the same yeah. thing. Your
1: brain now. goes. That's
0: exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And so. Um, that has been a huge segue as far as being able to talk to patients of ours and, and folks that we serve, things that they're going through that are really traumatic, life altering, life changing. It <laughs> um, just, you know, it shakes the ground that you're on. Mm-hmm. So being able to bring that skill set as well has mm-hmm. been invaluable.
1: Right, right. You know, and I, I love that you went into an established company because a lot of people who I interview on the program. Founded their companies, um mm-hmm. you know, and and so it's totally different to it go is. into a company that was already established. You know, it's still fairly young in its life cycle, but but yeah, you didn't have to worry about the now. How do we apply for a business license, and you know, all of, of those various things. And so I can but imagine that really was a, a big benefit.
0: You know, Debbie and it's it, it such a good point that you raised. And I will tell you the. Um, My vice president, who's my right hand, and she is just an absolute rock star. Uh, She's been there since from inception, Mm -hmm. right? So there were so many things. I mean, truly, I stepped into that role, and she is just a powerhouse right in and of itself. So knowing that she was at the helm and kind of spearheading all those internal operations, the Mm -hmm. infrastructure, and being able to pull that together to Mm -hmm. really talk about the strategic vision and leadership Mm -hmm. of where we're going with the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was different because having gone through that process from ground zero, starting my own company to right. exiting the company, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that happens, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the wheels turning, a lot of things you got to throw up on the wall, see if it sticks. And there's a lot of resiliency that's required in those initial phases, right? And so stepping into a, an established company with a, a culture already rocking and rolling with personnel already there, right. it definitely was a bit of a different flavor.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I I love I was reading um about the company again. It's called Ultraviolet Living and so it's just yes. ultravioletliving.com, very easy yes. to find. Um, you know, and and what I love is that you know exactly who your market is, you know yes. exactly what you're giving, you know what the the products and services are. Now, obviously those change over time, and yes. hello COVID does change some things. Right. But um and and technology more than anything changes healthcare in so many ways, um, you know. And and but you know the problem that I see many business owners do is they want to serve everyone, and you can't do that, um, you know. And and yes, you're serving affluent people. Yeah, we've I've had other guests on the program that that deal with, you know, company. There there are companies who who lease. Uh, ex, uh jets exclusive properties and things like that i mean you know this hello it's america um, oh. you know? and so but i love the concept of concierge medicine um you know and, and now you, i'm sure you have never heard this but i love the show royal pains um you know and, and i just i thought that was such a, a fun show but concierge yeah. medicine is where the doctor comes to you or the That's the the, the, the health provider you know might not you know and 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 obviously that's that is a different level of payment. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you're paying for that service, whether it's a monthly subscription or pay as you go or any of those those various things. But you know, to be able to have the doctor come to you, it it actually harkens back to, you know, many, many, many years ago Absolutely. when the doctor got on their little horse and they came, you know, toddling out to where you were. And yes. and the, the care that you got was so very different. Um, you know, as opposed to just, you know, hey, I'm we were talking about this before and patient number 21, mm-hmm. um, you know, no, the concierge really allows that personalization. Right.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Deb. You know, one of the things that for us and you kind of hit the nail on the head, we're not in the business of volume, right? It, it, we are not concerned with having a pipeline of right. Patient after patient after patient, mm-hmm. that completely defeats the purpose mm-hmm. of our model. Right. Our model truly is quality and depth, mm-hmm. providing quality care at a very deep emotional mm-hmm. and psychological level as mm-hmm. well, because it look, it matters. When you're talking about folks who are... Um, confined to being at home and, and they can't walk, they can't right. bathe themselves, or they're recovering from a mm-hmm. traumatic accident or mm-hmm. injury, whatever the case is, like, d- dignity is, mm-hmm. is important, right? right? Mutual respect and understanding mm-hmm. are very important. Mm-hmm. And you have to mm-hmm. understand this is someone, this is someone's mom, dad, son, daughter, right? All, all these things that are, 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 we often forget in the clinical side of things and we just kind of look at the case and we kind of just look at the patient and what are their stats and what's going on. That is not the business that we are in. Right. We are very much, we, we go through an incredibly lengthy process step mm-hmm. to establish the appropriate type of care by the appropriate mm-hmm. caregiver right. and to make sure it's not just about the client or the patient. It's also about our interaction with their loved ones Mm -hmm. and their tribe, right? Because that very much matters. And you have to Mm -hmm. establish that. And when you're in someone's home for 12 or 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. make sure that there is that synergy is extremely important. So we do, we go to a lot of questions and interviews and in-depth background on the family and the patient to make sure that there's really good alignment because Mm -hmm. the last thing the patient needs to be worrying about is the quality of the person that's mm-hmm. providing care for them. That that is right. that shouldn't mm-hmm. even be a question, right? Mm-hmm. They have a, a fight in front of them. That's where their focus needs to be.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, you know, we won't turn this into a discussion about the healthcare <laughs> and insurance and all of those various things in in the States. Oh, because- we could go for a days <laughs> oh, on that. Yeah, one. You know, and and <laughs> obviously perfect. it needs improvement. You know, yes. Any place yeah. can be improved, you know, and yeah, and um but but a part of what you know what you do is can, can apply at every level. You Mm -hmm. know, the things like, you know, for, from a patient's perspective, making sure that it is a good fit for you with that caregiver telling them, no, 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 I'm not going to work with you any longer. Um, you know, and, and, you know, people who have known me for quite a long time know that I have, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, you know, all sorts of things. And I fired more than one doctor. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were
1: all very good. There was nothing wrong with them. It wasn't a good fit, you know, and, and, and I mean, the same goes in business. If you are working with someone who is providing a service to your company, or if you are that provider and it's not a good fit, that's right. Jump ship, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and obviously don't, you know, don't leave them stranded. I shouldn't have used that analogy, but, um, you know, you, you want to, because you, if you're unhappy, they're unhappy. doesn't matter which side of the equation you're on. Right. And so it is so important to make those determinations. Is this, a, is this going to be a great long-term relationship? Yes.
0: You know, th- there's something that I utilize quite a bit and it's called the 50% rule. Okay. And 50% rule means that every single relationship that you're a part of, you're 50% of it. Right. right? And, and mm-hmm. so if that 50% isn't plugged in. If it's not tuned in our line, it's not going to work right? because yeah. you can only keep it back for so long and it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. So better to say, you know what? There, there, there's a misalignment here. Mm-hmm. Let's shift gears. Let's pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing how many folks don't, don't want to do that. Right. right. And so mm-hmm. it's very important to do that for mm-hmm. peace of mind, mm-hmm. um, as well as being able to have your head in the game, so to speak, mm-hmm. with whatever the process is going to be to get you back on the road to recovery, mm-hmm. to thriving again, uh, to, to, to living this thing called life. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it is it is about making, I love that 50-50 analogy because so many times we hire an <clears throat> expert. <laughs> you know, whether it's a physician, whether it's, you know, the, the marketing expert, whatever it is. And we, you know, we make the decision that, first of all, you know, they are the expert. So they know it all. You know, we shouldn't question them. Or more importantly, I'm just going to give it over to them. And, and you know, and, and it needs to be that 50-50, that give and take, that yin and okay. yang, you know, all of those various things yes. that are showing that it is a partnership.
0: Well, you know, and the thing about that too, Deb, is when we think about partnerships and the folks that we have that are boots on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. My, my nurses and my therapists that are deployed out across the country, mm-hmm. you know, caretaking and, and providing care for someone is such a, it's such a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. To be in a position to be able to help someone mm-hmm. get back on their feet. But the support that's needed for those who are providing mm-hmm. that care is such a paramount thing. And you see so many things from, um, and I know we're not going to get into it, but from an institutional setting perspective, mm-hmm. but you just don't see that kind of support. Right. Right? Yeah. And so- um, whether it's my, my care providers or it's my patients and clients, every, I will have a touch point myself or my vice president every single week, they will be hearing from us. Like mm-hmm. they, and it's a very important mm-hmm. thing because the 50, 50 rule for us is it's not just the care provider. Mm-hmm. It's the entire team, right? Yes. It's everything that we stand for we represent mm-hmm. and, and the most important thing in business, right? Follow through, Are right? you actually following through on whatever that commitment or expectation mm-hmm. was? And that is a huge, huge principle for us. That is a guiding light.
1: Right. You know, and as we said, that should be any business. That's right. Um, you know, That's and, exactly and right. you know, and especially if you were a consultant, you know, you should yes. be, you know, or, you know, even if it's just you individually, you know, okay. what can you be doing? And, and I think one of the, the absolute most critical things is that communication,
0: Oh um, my goodness. you know, yes.
1: t- telling them what you need and, and things like that. You know, I was working with one of my clients recently and, you know, love them to pieces. And, you know, they, uh, what they do, I think is, is absolutely phenomenal. Otherwise I wouldn't be working with them. Um, but they send me pictures. They text pictures to me that I then edit, you know, and, and then I write the post and I post on social media for them and bless their little hearts. They would text me at two o'clock in the morning, um, you know, or at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, all these various times and, you know, and, and I have to have my phone on. I can't have it muted and I have to have it next to my bed for, you know, several reasons. But, you know, so when it goes at two (laughs) o'clock in the morning, it is rather annoying. Um, you know, and, and, but I thought about it and I thought, well, but I never told them. So I communicated and I said, you know, this is absolutely fabulous. Love this. However, because I can't mute my phone because I, you know, it's nice to give them the reason why, as opposed to just, um, I said, um, You know, please don't text after eleven or before eight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Total compliance. You know, and 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 because we had that, you know, and and I and and I think I put in there, if something comes up and you need to reach me, you know, please do. But nothing's coming up at two a.m., right? Um, You know, but but you know, so I I you know, and 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 I said, do you have any questions? Is there information that you need? Things like that. So it was. It, you know, and, and, but yeah, I had to communicate that with them. They couldn't just psychically know it.
0: Right. Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting about communication too. There's a a rule that I use. It's a 3C rule, right? Mm -hmm. And the 3C rule says this, it says, okay, so we have this tool, this thing called communication. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of communication? The purpose of communication is to commune. What's the point of communing? Well, in a very literal sense, it means to share, right? So we communicate to share, to do what? To build community, right? So communication to commune to community. Now, so what are we saying? So you're building to get to a place of, of, or you're sharing to build, right? And build to share. So if you take a look at what it takes to establish and maintain trust and mutual expectations amongst folks, the important, communication is everything, (laughs) right? Because without trust, there is no community and there's definitely not any sharing that's happening that has validity behind it. So your ability to have that skill set is such an important thing and the comfort to actually use that skill. So because so many folks, they want to, and they bite their tongue. They want to invite their tongue, right? And time and a place for everything. But when it comes to that, those sorts of intimate relationships with folks from a care provider perspective or a personal perspective, it's incredibly important.
1: Right. You know, and, and again, you know, they're not psychic. You no, know, it's exactly. Psych- yeah, exactly. You know, and, and what, and, and, uh, It obviously doesn't matter what it is, you know, business, caregiving. You know, I remember one time I was uh, with my elderly father up in the Colorado mountains, way up in the Colorado mountains, where there was one doctor in the county. And the closest hospital was in a different state. (laughs) And so, you know, I, and now I knew the doctor very well. You know, he was four years older than me. We'd gone to school together, all these various things. Dad goes off to the doctor and he was still able to do this by himself. So he goes down to see Mike. And. And there were two things that he, that he had wrong, right? And that he was going for the appointment for. And one was, um, I don't remember what one was, but the other one was that he had a really bad sore throat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he came back and I said, you yeah, know, well, what'd Mike say? And he said, oh, I should do such and such. And I said, well, what'd he say about your sore throat? Well, he didn't talk about it. I said, what do you mean you didn't talk about it? <laughs> he should have known oh. I had a sore throat. So I pick up the phone, Mike, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, there's, we, we, none of us are psychic and, right. you know, it was, I had a conversation just yesterday with somebody about how we need to remember what are the facts right? and then what are we turning them into? So what are those stories that we're telling exactly. ourselves? And is that total fiction? Is yeah. that <laughs> semi-fiction? You know, and, and go back to what the facts are. You know, right. and, and to say, okay, well, now this business told me they would do XYZ for me. Mm-hmm. Have they done XYZ? Yes. Did they not do ABC? Well, they didn't know they were supposed to do ABC, right? You know, so it, it is about having that communication.
0: You know, and, and it's such an important thing too, because when you take a look at what it takes to not just build and maintain those expectations and have the expectation management process. Mm-hmm. But also at the end of the day, you know, assumptions are a heck of a thing Mm -hmm. and the brain and a very, and not not to be a nerd for a second, right. But the brain, when it's wiring to figure out what's going on in your immediate environment, right. right? One thing that it does not like is ambiguity. It does not Mm -hmm. like not knowing it doesn't Mm -hmm. like being confused.
1: And so it makes stuff up.
0: Bingo. (laughs) That's exactly right. So your prefrontal cortex is an incredibly Mm -hmm. wonderful thing, but it starts to do all this stuff with imagination Mm -hmm. and it starts connecting dots Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily there. And my goodness, when you have a personality type that can become fixated on those things, Mm -hmm. you can drive yourself nuts. When at the end of the day, you you hit the nail on the head, go back to the facts. Mm -hmm. What do you actually know? What are you you assuming and what do you actually know? And then kind of fill in the space in between. Mm -hmm. And it's such an
1: important thing. And ask those questions. Okay. Well, you know, you said you would do A, I would like you to do B, how do we get there? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that. But, but yeah, when you mention you know, not knowing and how we make things up, that's always, you know, it's, it's so important. I used to do media training and, mm-hmm. you know, so I train senior level folks or whoever might be interviewed by the media. Yeah. And of course, one of the, the biggest things that the, especially if it's a somewhat controversial interview, mm-hmm. the, the reporter is trained for silence. And so, you know you'll give your answer and then they won't say anything and you know and and because what they're wanting you to do is to blather on with something that might not be good, um, good. You know, and, of and attorneys use that also you know people oh, yes. who are when they're wanting you to fill that that pregnant silence yes you know and 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 we do typically re, you know Fill it with you know something that is off. The oh, topic. We do. Some yeah, you know something that is made up. And so I would always tell people, just sit there quietly and smile, yes. you know, because they don't like the silence either. It makes a oh, wonderful interview, right? <laughs> Especially if it's you know, on <laughs> televised. Um, yeah. So you know we need to fill those gaps, uh, yes. you know, when it, because people do make things up, and and unfortunately they make them up in many cases in a negative way. You know, Mm -hmm. oh, we haven't heard anything from our CEO recently because the company's closing. Right. No, you know, it could be. Even if it's that there hasn't been anything to be reporting, let people know. Haven't been talking to you just because things are going very well.
0: Right. (laughs) Yes. No, but I mean, and it's such an important thing, though, too, because the idea of having the need to fill the void. Mm -hmm. Don't have to, <laughs> like if you just ask, right? Or if it's proactively communicated, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing to report. Yeah. Everything is a okay, right? That that goes a long way. It absolutely goes a long yeah. way. Yeah,
1: you know, and of course parents know to do this, and it's you know you have a very young child. I have no children, but we all know this, right? You know the the now what did you do? Why did you come home after midnight? Mm-hmm. And then you leave, and then pretty soon they will go leave it.
0: Yep. I've been asked that question a time or two in my adolescence. I can tell you that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and, you know, and, and your, your parents just waited, yes. you know, they didn't give you Oh yeah. they did. They because they knew you were going to hang yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. And without fail, I absolutely did. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Instead of just smiling and saying, oh, thank you, mom. <laughs> you know, Or whatever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But,
1: you know, all this comes back to, to good leadership skills, yeah. um, you know, and, and, One of the things that that you deal with and want to work with people on is emotional intelligence. So talk to us more about that.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a buzzword, right? You've heard EQ and emotional going around like crazy the past 10 years. And what it boils down to, right, truly is let's start with the number one thing. And I talk about this actually quite a bit in, in my book that the most important relationship you have in your life is mm-hmm. the relationship that you have with yourself. Right. Right. And so your ability to mm-hmm. truly understand who you are. Right. And that that's a loaded one of itself. I, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times and from a consulting perspective or a coaching perspective, I ask that question and I ask you know, tell me who you are. And nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, I'll get, well, I'm, I'm John Smith. No, 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 no. That's a name given to you by your parents. Tell me mm-hmm. who you are, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's a whole different ballgame, mm-hmm. right? You're playing in a different sandbox. So, um, you, you know, when we start thinking about emotional intelligence, understanding my whys and my mm-hmm. hows and where do they come from? And then the really important part is questioning it, mm-hmm. right? Why am I feeling like that? Because I don't necessarily need to mm-hmm. feel that way. Instead of the hallmark, well, that's just how it was made. That's mm-hmm. just how. That's, just how, that's, that's how, how I was made.
1: taught. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what society sure. says. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. And the idea that it's fixed, you can't mm-hmm. change that. Well, there's this thing called neuroplasticity mm-hmm. that says that you can change that. Mm-hmm. Right. You just have to make harder choices, right. and they're harder choices because it's not what you typically and normally do. Mm-hmm. But you have to first get to a place where you can stop and recognize before. I respond to this particular stimulus, right? There, there's that gap in between mm-hmm. stimulus and response. When that gap hits, what are you doing with it, right? Mm-hmm. Are you falling back into your default neural circuitry and just blurping out? Or are mm-hmm. you stopping and saying, my gut reaction is mm-hmm. this, that the most conducive and productive thing to do right mm-hmm. now to get to an end result, that's actually going to be positive. Mm-hmm. And that is where, emotional intelligence really comes into play. Uh, it, there is a, um, a clinical psychologist that I'm very dear friends with, Dr. Bill Anton. And um, he is a, a well-renowned executive coach, works with Fortune 500, 400 CEOs all the time. And he has a concept called self-knowledge, right? Mm. And, and self-knowledge is different, right? Than emotional intelligence. Mm. And self-knowledge is, is transformational, mm-hmm. right? It can transform your life, but you start getting into the root of it, Right knowledge of yourself okay Mm -hmm. so what what does it really mean to change Mm -hmm. and why is it so difficult for me to change Mm -hmm. because a lot of people say you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks right and that that's been debunked several times Mm -hmm. over it just takes immense discipline Mm -hmm. and it takes an immense amount of understanding of yourself of what kind of life do you really want to live what kind of leader do you want to be how do you want people who are witnesses to your existence Mm -hmm. and can speak to you when you're no longer walking Mm -hmm. this earth What's that ripple effect? What's right. that mm-hmm. But we don't spend enough time asking these sorts of questions because we're so fixated mm-hmm. on a very fast operational tempo, right? Which from a socioculturally has mm-hmm. been kind of indoctrinating us. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, we get, I mean, you live in Atlanta, right? I mean, I'm in Tampa. And it's it's fast, right? It's mm-hmm. not New York, LA fast, but it's right. still fast, right? Mm-hmm. So um it's you
1: southern know. fast.
0: It's Southern <laughs> fact. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So it's uh, it's a really important thing you know, when you think about it in a sense of, uh, from a leadership context, you know, w- what is leadership, right? It's your ability truly to influence others to get to some sort of common objective. Mm-hmm. And so when you start talking about influence, how in the heck, Deb, can I influence somebody else if I can't even influence myself to change my behavior better, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's where it starts. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and we have so many companies, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what it is where, you know, you say, well, why are you doing X? Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's the way we've always done it.
0: it. Oh, my gosh. And,
1: you know, and I, yeah, whether it's, you know, I'm questioning somebody at a drive through, well, why, you know, why did you serve it this way? Because it's the way we've always, or it's company policy, right? Oh, it's company policy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things that COVID did was just turn that completely upside down because we couldn't do many of the things the way we've always done. Um, right. But what it did was totally screwed up these poor leaders. Um, you know, I, I I still say, you know, any manager, because managers are different than leaders. Leaders, you know, leaders are very different. Might not be the CEO, might not be, you know, it's, it, but, but the managers who were micromanagers, who no longer had their employees literally under their thumbs, I'm sure most of their little heads just went, <laughs> um yeah. but it really COVID really did make many companies rethink how they did things, whether it was how they worked with their employees, how they worked with their clients, how they provided products and services. I mean, because they had to.
0: Of course. No. And, and that's the thing, right? When you start talking about shifting and pivoting leadership and management, <clears throat> you know, this is a really important thing that that um has come up so much throughout my own career, right? But the importance of adaptability, right? right? You are not adaptable, which Mm -hmm. means that you are guiding yourself and your company and leading others based off of principle, right? Because there's a a breakdown between principle, strategies, tactics, and attributes. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at what are the guiding principles, principles are always malleable. You can apply them in a myriad of settings, Mm -hmm. right? Well, strategies are a little more specific to get to mm-hmm. some sort of objective. You use certain tactics mm-hmm. for those strategies, and those tactics have attributes that define them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, the principle side of it, you know, it's so easy to talk to so many folks who are in a leadership role and ask, okay, so tell me, this is your end result. What's the strategy to get there? And they'll fire it off. They'll right. fire it off.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay? We do 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 do. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Then you ask them, okay, so what's the 40,000 foot view of the principle that you're utilizing to get there? And it's like. Crickets. What's what's, right? So it's great from a doing perspective, but from a meaning-making perspective of what defines your organization Mm -hmm. and how it operates, that's a whole different ballgame,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and and one of the other things that COVID really showed leaders and managers and business owners Mm -hmm. and all of those people was the importance of empathy. Mm. You know, I mean, it just it was it was one of those things where. You know, and and I still love the fact that we were told two weeks. Everything was oh. shut down for two weeks. Everything's hunky dory, and we all went. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just we, you know, common sense told yes. us it was going to be longer than two weeks. Mm-hmm. But you know, so but what it meant was for two weeks, companies kind of went well well, 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 and then they kind of went oh crud, <laughs> you know? yeah. and you know, and and so many times, especially I think. You know, in in bigger businesses, well, and, and you know, it, it, small businesses also. The the leader, the business owner, really doesn't get to know people from a personal perspective. It's not good. It's not bad. I mean, it's just, you know, and, but when all of a sudden they're having to deal with the employee who has their, you know, 2.5 children at home, their spouse at home, they're having to work from the kitchen table with spouse, kid, dogs, you know, going, you know, and, and all of these various things, the, the leader, the, and the you know, the, the boss had to all of a sudden have empathy. And I think that was a very tough go for many people.
0: You know, it, it, So First off, you're right. I I agree with you 100%. The the second side of that is it's amazing that how much we have turned away historically, not now Mm -hmm. because we're seeing the need for it now, but historically how much of a shift there has been away from empathy when in reality, Mm -hmm. as human beings, our brains were built for it, right? Mm -hmm. We have these things called mirror neurons. Well, mirror neurons are also known as empath neurons, right? So being able to see the reaction, the facial expression, the tenation, the energy that someone's giving and try and match them, right? So we're on the same playing field. So we can speak and communicate because from a community perspective, that's how you build your tribe, right? You start connecting these dots and building these, these bridges together. So to see the, the the cut and shift that happened probably post 40s, 50s, and then f- Fast forward to right now, where it's oh no, you 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 better bring a healthy dose of empathy because right. life's different now, mm-hmm. business is different now. Things mm-hmm. are still getting done, but the nature in which they are getting done has has shifted and changed. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I'll tell you, Matt, I don't think for me it's it's not a bad thing. I'm actually I'm really happy to see the sorts of conversations that are happening right. in the workplace, mm-hmm. breaking barriers from a personal perspective. And I will tell you, for us at Ultraviolet Living, it is so important. We we do this thing called a fireside chat once a quarter and it's mm-hmm. company-wide. I want everyone on and it is a pouring, oh, let it all out. Like let's, mm-hmm. let's just throw it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. it's such an important thing to mm-hmm. do because people need to feel they need to know that they're being heard. They need to know that they're being, mm-hmm. they that they're being mm-hmm. respected and they need to know that you can relate and you can understand. Right. right? And, and that is, if you don't have that in your, in your recipe book of mm-hmm. leadership nowadays, it, it's absolutely a challenge. Yeah.
1: You know, and one of the things too, is I think we also needed to see that they were human also,
0: yes, you know
1: and and so it was okay to see you know that that they were at their kitchen table um you know now, granted things have switched a bit, you know I'm, yes. I you know we we you know have learned, put the the um you know have your your uh, camera in a good place, you know, we don't like looking up people's noses. We don't like, you know, all these various things. Backgrounds are obviously more important as as we figured out, hey, we're going to have to do this. But it is interesting to see the things that go on in people's lives. You know, the cat that goes wandering Mm -hmm. across or the child. Um, You know, I interviewed someone earlier this month whose child woke up from her nap in the middle of our interview and bless her little heart, she was not a happy camper. Over. Um, you know, and she's small enough. I'm pretty sure it was. I need mommy, and I want to eat. Yeah. Well, mommy was busy, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and you know, and but and and she was very apologetic. I said, "Why? This is life, um, is. you know." But if we, you know, two and a, you know half years ago, we would have thought, "Oh, how unprofessional!" <laughs> right? You know, and now it's just like, so oh, I wanted to talk to the little child on camera. I thought that was, you know, for me that was that was fun, and and so we have shifted, and maybe everybody's gotten a little bit better with emotional intelligence.
0: Yeah, you know, it, you said such an important line Deb, it, It's very simple. It's, this is life, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is yeah. life, mm-hmm. and you know, this idea of having facades. Oh, you can't you can't do that, or the dogs barking in the background, or the child's crying. Uh, you know, you get to really look at the end of the day, well, what's the end result, right? Yeah. If this person, are they getting done what they need to get mm-hmm. done? Are they doing yeah. a great job? And they're mm-hmm. you're just going through the motions because, to your point, that, that's their life. And, and having a respect for that and an understanding for that, it does, it opens doorways because, look, at the end of the day, and you truly, post-industrial revolution is when a lot of that kicked off, right? And then we're mm-hmm. starting to, to shift back um, from an empathetic perspective. But when you look at the idea of we are human beings, not human machines. And right. remember that being part. Whew, yep, that goes a long way. Right.
1: You know, and, and it is all about caring for, especially those frontline people. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I think we really saw that during COVID and we still see it with, you know, a, a lot of people who are doing multiple tasks who are, you know, the, the, the whole, you know, I, I've talked to people who have said, we really don't know if our employees are coming in from one day to the next. Right. Okay. Now that's, to me, that's unprofessional from that person's right. perspective. But, you know, right. at the same point, it, it's, it really, you know, it, it is very challenging. And some of it really can be taken care of just by showing that empathy, showing that caring.
0: That's right. Well, you know, and I think where we're, it gets to be a little bit of a slippery slope and a challenge, right, is, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are learning this right now. <laughs> there is such a thing as being too empathetic, right, which means that you're being, right. Not having the structure right mm-hmm. that, that's needed to actually achieve goals, right. get mm-hmm. things done. Right. And so it is, and it's a skill set. It, it mm-hmm. since it's a bit new for a lot of folks and a lot of leaders, learning. Okay, so what's kind of the the, the midway point of right. no? I mean, I'm, I absolutely understand you've got mm-hmm. things going on, but at the same time. We have very real goals. Mm -hmm,
1: And I don't need to know every single detail about what's going on. Exactly Mm
0: -hmm. right. You know, one of the things that that I utilize um, in our company is this thing called GRIP, Mm G-R-I-P. And it stands for Goals, Roles, Interactions, and Processes, Uh right? So every Monday, 10 a.m., I want to hear GRIP from everybody across Mm -hmm. the leadership.
1: Not gripe.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Not gripe. Not gripe. Absolutely not. But they break it down. This is what's going on. All right, cool. Do you, who do you need to interact with? What role are you going to have in that interaction? What's the process to get to the goal at the end of the week? Mm -hmm. That's it. If you need me, you know where to find me, but I'm not going to be hounding you. I'm not going to have supervisors and managers. How many people? No, 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 no. We're all adults and professionals. We all know how to balance. And if we don't, we have to learn, right? And so if that's the thing. then of course we provide that as well. But mm-hmm. um, it is. It's really it, that is a, such an important thing as far as understanding the balance point. Because if mm-hmm. you get the end of the week, right, and there's beats that are skipped, right, things mm-hmm. that are not done, well, then it's a different conversation, right? right? And so, um, but no, it, it absolutely what you're mm-hmm. saying from an empathetic perspective makes total sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and there is. You know, it's it's funny because we have companies that, you know, they want everyone to be empowered. And, and, okay, you know, that's great. But you still do have to have somebody in charge. Yes. You know, who makes those good and bad decisions, who signs Mm -hmm. those checks, who does, you know, signs those contracts, all of those various things. And I've talked to people who, especially if they got promoted from within. And I had this happen to me. You know, I was part of the team and then I was promoted to manager. Mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I wasn't their buddy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was very hard because I'd been their buddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, mm-hmm. you know, and and so, yeah, finding that fine line between knowing, okay, this person's child is sick, and and so, you know, they might need to go home early, they might need to work from home, you know, obviously this was, you know, quite a while ago, all of those things, and and, or knowing all those details that you really don't need or want to know as as that boss you know so so having empathy it really is it's a fine line Um, it is it is you know you still have to be kind of that cold unfeeling person on occasion and I think for many that comes easy for many that comes very hard
0: you know and I I will tell you I mean and you're right for 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 me in my own personal experience the first business that I had uh, and it was it was completely my fault, right? I had <clears throat> my first seven hires. I treated them like the best of friends, right? right. I uh-huh. them like family, had them over for dinner. You
1: socialized exactly. with them. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. And Deb,
0: I had to fire all seven of them and it was not their fault. It yeah. was my fault,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Because of the expectation, and the tone mm-hmm. that I set. Mm-hmm. And that was a hard learning lesson for me, right? Because I want them to know that I care, mm-hmm. right? But at right. the same time, when rubber hits the road, mm-hmm. they also need you to know from an accountability perspective, mm-hmm. there are things that have to be answered for. Right. And when that gets meddled mm-hmm. in muddy, oh, yeah, not good. And not
1: heaven good. forbid that your family
0: <laughs> oh, no, oh, I could we could go off for days about that one. Huh?
1: I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I have the utmost respect for yeah. people who successfully have family businesses and I do I really wonder what the heck. Um oh, you know yeah. I I am actually this month it's really funny we have a father and a son who are going to be on the program separately. Um and I've talked to them before. They're they're wonderful people and they you are in business together and yeah. they have rules, you know, no business at the Thanksgiving dinner table. So important. Um, you know, and and all of these various things and then they said, "Yeah, it does get tough." Especially when there are those bad decisions, you know, that, okay. hey, you didn't meet this goal, or what do you mean you spent this much money, you know, all of yeah. those things. And they have done it very successfully, but it is very difficult.
0: It, and it's few and far between. I will mm-hmm. tell you, from what I have seen more often than not from the family business side of things, things go south right. and, mm-hmm. and, and it ruins relationships. Not all, to your point, not all the time. There right. are some that I have right. seen that mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: They have to work really hard at it, though. Mm-hmm. You do.
0: You do. Because to your point, those boundaries, right, uh, of what's okay and what's not, depending on what environment and the mm-hmm. time that it is, that matters in a really big way. Because if you're carrying something inside uh, that happened during work hours mm-hmm. and that night you're having family dinner mm-hmm. together and you just want to,
1: yeah, uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. you can't yeah. ruin that, that level of, of dynamic that exists there, right? So, um, but it, it's the skill set it's absolutely a skill set to navigate those waters going back to emotional intelligence mm-hmm. right being able to recognize what's mm-hmm. going on in that gap between stimulus and response and how are you going to deal with it
1: mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and and the other thing that we have had to adapt to is having spouses together you know mm-hmm. my husband for you know our entire marriage got up every morning at five thirty, went to the office yeah came home at five ish yeah. i had that whole part of that day I've been home based for many, many years all yeah. to myself. And now he's here, um, you know, and will be, I mean, he went in, cleaned out his desk, all of those various yeah. things. Yeah. And now we're very lucky. We have a really big house. Um, yeah. but, but I think that's been one of the other challenges that people have is what if, you know, yeah. things, things are like this and, and, you know, and, and so it's important to, you know, for that relationship and, and see, yeah, I'm segueing to talk about your book. Um, yeah. To be able to tell that partner, that spouse, I need some time to myself, you mm-hmm. know, That's exactly we, right. we have to have separate computers, you know, whatever, um, you know, and, and so... Because it, it's it is very and it's it's really funny you know for, for I've we, I've been in situations where I was the work wife right, <laughs> you know? yeah. and so you know it's and and you know and and I'm saying that not in a bad way but in a good oh way, of no? course and, yeah. yeah you know and and but yeah all of a sudden when you know our our personal relationships dramatically shifted because of COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, that that was a a big challenge. And so, you know, here we go. Here's the book. Okay, seven layers of successful relationships is the book that you wrote. And unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to read it. So tell us about it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things it's just like peeling an onion, right? There's there's a lot of facets, a lot of exterior, a lot of internal Layers that go into you, let alone everybody else, right? That you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. But so, you know, when, when I started reading that book, I wrote, reading, my goodness, mm-hmm. writing that book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I read it umpteen times. I can't tell you from, from an mm-hmm. editing perspective. Um, but when I started writing that book, I was actually going through a, a bit of, of of tumultuous times with relationships, right? That I had had in my own mm-hmm. um, universe, right? I mean, personal relationships, professional relationships. I started asking a lot of questions like, mm-hmm. Why? what is happening? And so I literally, Deb, I had my my office just turn into one massive whiteboard and I just started whiteboarding everything, Mm -hmm. everything that I knew from a human behavior perspective, Mm -hmm. clinical psychology, sociology, and then taking my specific variables and plugging Mm -hmm. them in. And then I really started thinking about folks I've had the opportunity to work with and coach Mm -hmm. in employee engagement and leadership and vision and whatnot. And there were some principles that emerged, mm-hmm. right? And so the seven layers truly are seven principles, okay. right? And so each chapter breaks down what should go into each, each principle and how to
1: mm-hmm.
0: very, in a very real sense, apply it. Now, here's the tough part of it. I wrote that book and I did not do an audible and I did not do an audible on purpose because the, the focus that I want the reader to have with this book, it, it it's, it's a workbook. It's not just something for a quick read, right? You have right. to really sit down. We mm-hmm. don't talk about emotional intelligence and self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. You cannot have any distractions. You right. really have to go into the depths mm-hmm. of the well, right? That, that. Mm-hmm. Feeds you so, um, it is designed to read year after year, once a year, right? And then to right. track and,
1: and review mm-hmm.
0: that's exactly right to track the growth that you have with the relationship you have with yourself mm-hmm. and how those have how that relationship has played out with the 50 50 rule, right? Being 50% of every relationship that I have, mm-hmm. if my 50% is getting better, mm-hmm. it's getting better, then right. in theory, those relationships are getting better, or I have come to a realization that maybe that relationship doesn't fit. Right. And maybe that relationship needs to exit stage mm-hmm. left, right? So um, that really was the point of, of of that book. And, you know, in a very real sense, and this was a tough part. And I, I will tell you, you know, I, I'm an academic writer, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're doing my PhD and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, just a fun fact for you, Deb. So I had to edit that book eight different times right. because the editor said.
1: I mean, we're not going <laughs> to use the words dumb it down.
0: Yeah, but... it, it, exactly. He's like. <laughs> You're killing me right now. Like this is and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I- even at that though, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to utilize that book. I do um, a lot of training still with the military and relationship management there, obviously the corporate environment as well. And of course applying it to ultraviolet living and all the patients we get to serve. Right. So I've gotten great feedback on it from people across the country. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a privilege though, to, to have folks read it.
1: Right. You know, and, and, I can't wait to read it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know, and it's it's funny we we do keep talking about the 50-50 rule. Yes. And yeah, you know, let's be honest. It's not always 50-50. Sometimes oh, it's, it's 70-30, <laughs> sometimes it's 90-10, 80-20. sometimes it's 99 yes. one right? Yes. Um, yes. But hopefully it averages to 50-50. That's, right. That's exactly and right. And in a business environment, I think one of the things and it was so funny I was talking with someone yesterday and he said his goal as a boss is to learn as much from his employees and his staff as they learn from him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a great example of a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so yeah, I mean most of the time he is the boss. So maybe it's 80-20. Sure. You, know, whatever, you know, and and but yeah, it's it's you know that average. And and we see the toxic relationships when it doesn't come back to that balance. Oh um, absolutely. you know, when you have the manipulator, the, you know, I I had a boss who Oh, my gosh. The man screamed. I mean, screamed. I mean, that was just his, his way of life. Yeah. And, and he swore, and he did all sorts of things. And I was young. I was, was in my early 20s. But I was not a dummy. Yeah. And I went into him. I hadn't been there real long. And I was his office manager. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you get one. Hmm. And he went, ah, uh, ah, one what? And I said, you get to call me, a <clears throat> starts with B, once. <laughs> And I said, the second time you do it, I own your company. Now, I mean, this was 30, 40, 40, 40 years ago. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah and, yeah.
1: and he used up his one. Now it took him quite a while, but he did use up his one. And all I did was go, I held my finger up for for one. That's and it. He backed right down. I mean, he just Good but, for but, you. you know, it we Good. have those relationships. And it is, it's as you were saying, you know, there are times where it's like, mm-mm. No, this is you know, and you might not be able to get out of it right then. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I'm you know, one of the you know, especially say employment, you know, you don't want to just quit, you of know, because course. you got bills to pay, all those yeah. things. So it might be that you start planning, okay, I'm going to leave, I'm gonna get a side gig, you know, and and sometimes it is having those conversations, like you know, you get one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's it is about putting yourself back into where you are healthy. That's and that right. means getting rid of those toxic relationships.
0: Well, you know, and I think that's an important point that is knowing what healthy looks like, mm-hmm. because so many folks don't, right? right. Because uh-huh.
1: They were brought up in unhealthy relationships and, exactly. and yeah, all of those various things. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. So, you know, ha- having the ability to really take a grasp mm-hmm. of the agency that is your own ability to make choices and decisions mm-hmm to cut things out that don't belong mm-hmm. there. Right. And how do you define if it belongs there? Well, is it making you a better person? Right. Is it mm-hmm. making you a better version of you every mm-hmm. single day? I don't care if it's a half percent better every day, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. right. It, is it getting you to where you need to be to optimize yourself mm-hmm. right, as an individual? Mm-hmm. Because so many folks don't have that blueprint, right? They don't have um, the ability to look back and say, well, Gosh, you know, I, I gave myself the time to really do some deep exploration, and this is what's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Because if it's going to make you happy, it should coincide around parallel to keeping you healthy, mm-hmm. right? And if that's not there, mm-hmm. then we got a challenge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it is so much exactly what you were saying. Your most important relationship is with yourself. Yes. Um, you know, and and you need. There are obviously hard conversations that you're going to have with yourself, but. You know, I, I've talked a lot on this the program with other guests about those little voices in our heads. Oh, yeah. Those little voices that tell us you can't do that. You're not yeah. smart enough to do that. All of those things. And those come from prior relationships. You know, maybe it was a parent. Exactly right. Maybe it yeah. was a teacher. And yeah. in many cases, they were trying to protect you. You know, oh no, little girls don't do that. Right. Um, you know, or, or various things like that. And and of course, you know, having that good positive relationship with yourself is listening to that little voice and then saying, bite me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely I mean, but it's a very real thing because you, you again you have to question what it is, right? That's that's going on up there right. because you're yeah, why making-
1: why is that going through? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you know, it, it, it does. It takes discipline, it takes mm-hmm. You know, the ability to to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why why are you thinking the way that Mm -hmm. you're Why would you even entertain Mm -hmm. anything like that? Whether it's figurative and imaginative or if it's real, it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Having the ability to have the courage Mm -hmm. and the confidence. And this is a big one too, right? So confidence. Mm -hmm. And and I always break this down for folks. You know, When you break down confidence, the etymology up, right? It's in Latin, it's confide, right? With Mm -hmm. faith faith in what yourself, right? Well, what is faith? You mm-hmm. can't necessarily put something tangible, right? When it comes to mm-hmm. faith, but you just know that you have this belief that cannot be quantified, but it can be felt. And if yep. it doesn't feel right, it does mm-hmm. not. belong, Right. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, and even if it's tough, it, it's still, mm-hmm. if it's not there, it, if it doesn't feel like it should be, there it shouldn't be there. Right. So all that to be said, it very much matters. Uh, when you mm-hmm. start talking about these little voices and these little, mm-hmm. um, things that come into our head that are massive distractions or lead us down a path that we do not need to be on or questioning a second guessing ourselves never good
1: mm-hmm. right you know and i think it is important sometimes to listen to that little voice because that little voice is telling you don't touch wet paint don't touch hot stove oh, sure. <laughs> you know? oh no absolutely and, and, yeah. you know things like that but it's also you should be learning from that okay don't sure. touch hot stove pick up hot you know, mitten thingy. Right. Um, and, you know, or, you know, when that voice says, you know, don't let your boss treat you like that or mm-hmm. don't let your employees treat you like that, right? Because we have bosses and leaders whose employees take advantage too. You Absolutely. Know, because, you know, and, and so it, it is those, you know, when that little voice perks up, yeah. we need to pay attention to it. But then there are times where then we're telling that little voice, go away. Or we're acknowledging, oh, okay, little voice really is trying to protect me. What are we doing?
0: Right, right. And, and that that is such a key point, though, right? I mean, the idea to understand, okay, so the little voice is there. but where does it belong? <laughs> right? Because it is, if it is something that is productive for us, absolutely. But to your point, and I'm, I'm so glad you raised that point, though, of, of <sighs> if you're a team member and you have a boss who's mistreating you, right, your, your level of tolerance for that, right, I think you're seeing a, a trend where, where more and more folks, I know I have with, with folks that are being brought on board where tolerance for those sorts of things is, is truly starting to get yeah. smaller and smaller, oh, yeah. and smaller mm-hmm. right? Because the, the, their voice is becoming more pronounced, which I think is a great thing, right? But on the same mm-hmm. token, um, going back to the balance between the empathy and then really having that sense of accountability to your team members, Leaders are trying to figure out. Oh, wait a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Team members have this newfound like, oh, like oh, what I'm going to put up with and what mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with. How do I navigate that? Make sure turnover is not high, right. Right? and that same- we're
1: still producing what we need exactly. to be producing. And
0: that's exactly right. And that is that is the delicate mm-hmm. dance, right? Of, of of being a leader, and then also having the ability to to have a very deep wherewithal of yourself, so you can connect and also understand mm-hmm. that. When others are taking advantage and when others are doing what it is they should be doing and giving the proper praise for it.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. We could go on forever on this. And and all this means is that we just need to have you on again because this is such an important topic. I'm there. Um, you know, I think it, it was funny. One of the last things that popped into my head was the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and how do you deal with that? I mean, like the 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 gentleman travelers who said all of a sudden I can't travel with my my staff because right. you know and I mean just all sorts of things you oh, know yeah. so I, I think we definitely should continue this conversation because Would it love is so it. important uh, yeah, um, but until then you need to tell us more about what it is that you do and we will have a link in the, the show notes to your book um but you know tell us more about the services that you provide and more importantly how people connect with you
0: Absolutely. So, um, at the end of the day, what it is that we bring to the table and is it, new, right? And the in the home health industry is truly having the ability to proactively get ahead of certain mm-hmm. challenges that will pre- prevent patients and clients from thriving. Right. Our goal at the end of the day is thriving. Now, let me put a cautionary word out there. We do have clients and patients who are back onto the road of recovery, but we also have patients that we serve that are transitioning right mm-hmm. into that hospice mm-hmm. element, right as well. So, but, but you it, want to those, make
1: it as good as it can be.
0: That's exactly right, and, and you know, clients and families go through so much when, when they're having to navigate those hurdles. Mm-hmm. The last thing that they should have to worry about are folks who are qualified and respectable and really are in tune with those family dynamics to provide the highest and best quality of care. Mm-hmm. And so that is what we do. So the, the, the majority of it is skilled care nursing. Mm-hmm. So we have nurses deployed all over the country mm-hmm. um, who are just incredible, incredible at what they do. So nurses, nurse practitioners, we do have elements of physical therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy. Um, but truly, at the end of the day, what where our biggest calling is, is, is in the nursing realm. And okay. So we work quite a bit um, with very affluent families mm-hmm. here in the States, but also internationally. We mm-hmm. do have folks that, we, that right. you know, they'll be, they've got a vacation home down in Argentina and they're going to mm-hmm. go to a vendor down there. Right. And mm-hmm. one of our nurses will go with them. Um, so we do do that quite, quite frequently as well. So the best way. To learn more about us, and let me just tell you that if you haven't had a chance to look at how our company came to this, I
1: saw that. Oh my gosh, the, the oh, reason it was founded goodness was goodness. incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so the founder Marcy is just she's such Such a lighthouse for Mm -hmm. so many people um, and just a wonderful example and an incredible businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyone who's tuning in, please go to Mm www.ultravioletliving.com. Our story, our history, even if that's all you do, I just Mm -hmm. encourage you to go learn about our story and more importantly, Marcy's story Mm -hmm. and how she came up with the idea of, of providing the type of care that we provide for folks. Um, because it's truly, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to say. I know, it, no,
1: we just it's a, a teaser. <laughs> blow, yeah,
0: it's just a teaser. It's a mind-blowing story of trumping adversity and all these different challenges and being at the pinnacle and top uh, of Mount Everest in life, and then things kind of mm-hmm. sh- crashed. Changed. So, yes, yes, in a very literal sense. So, but her story of resiliency and adaptability is it's incredible. It's very inspiring. So, um, but. Yeah, the best way to definitely get a hold of us is is that website link. And then Deb, I know you'll probably put up some emails or phone numbers or whatever to put up there as
1: well. Well, and you're big on LinkedIn, so yeah,
0: it's <laughs> very big on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, we have a presence on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, what we do there, it's not so much about outreach; it's just more fun facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our clientele typically it's it's mm-hmm. it's a word of mouth uh, type business because mm-hmm. um, you know, to your point earlier, Deb, about knowing your market, right? You know, market is, is very small. You're
1: not advertising in, no. <laughs> you know, in wherever.
0: No, no, no. no. <laughs> it is very, very small. And, and we like it that way because, again, it's not a question of volume for us. It's a question of quality. And, right. and quality assurance is really, really important mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of care that we provide mm-hmm. for folks. Right. Um, and, you know, we work with the spectrum. We have patients who are our kids Mm -hmm. we have middle age, we have young teens, we've got, of course, a a good chunk of folks who are in their in their older years as Mm -hmm. well. So uh, everywhere in between. Mm
1: -hmm. Ah, I love it. I love it. You know, and and again, that's ultravioletliving.com. So great information. So do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with?
0: You know, I, I think one of the biggest things is first and foremost you absolutely should read my book. Let me just put that out there. I'm not going to put a up, but in a very real sense, um, if you do get the opportunity to read my book, mm-hmm. I encourage you to really, and all seven layers are very important, but the first three layers mm-hmm. um, will really give you a deeper insight uh, okay. to kind of the different okay. folds that make up relationships. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll just share with you guys. So the first layer is you. The second mm-hmm. layer is what I call source. And the third layer is alignment. Those mm-hmm. three things, you want to start talking about the Fundamental pillars and building blocks of having successful relationships. It's very important. But with that, I also want to say that, look, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about leadership and influence and empathy. One thing, and it's a quote that I carry near and dear to me, and it's this, it's your ability to connect will always be defined by your ability to align. And if you don't know how to appropriately align and what goes into that, then we have to take a few steps back and figure out what that is. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful discussion with Dr. Gina Colera. And until next time, everyone have a great day.